Happy Friday, good people. Larry Sanders here, and today's episode of What's Who Sim Radio is brought to you by AYV Premium Lifestyle Brand. Shout out to Melody Fresh for reaching out on Instagram. They are hard at work during this period creating AYV lifestyle protection, personal protection face masks, in addition to the variety of clothing and accessories they typically feature in their store. Uh, the masks are comfortable and stylish with three layers of protection, way fresher than the blue medical mask we've gotten used to seeing these last few months and considerably safer than the black bandana I've somehow constructed with rubber bands. So, And of utmost importance, super affordable, starting at just $15. And with over 20 prints to choose from, you're guaranteed to see one that you'll fall in love with. So please support black business, especially black business, trying to make a difference during these very, very, very weird times. Head to AYVLifestyle.com right now to order your personal protection face mask today. That's AYVLifestyle.com. One more time, the letter A, the letter Y, and the letter V, Lifestyle.com. We are also brought to you by the web's best-kept secret, whatsusam.com. We are a podcast machine right now. Please check out our podcast network where Whatsusam Radio is doing our very best to crank out at least two a week. Going for three, but definitely two a week. And the Albums of the Decade podcast series officially wrapped season one last week. Uh, again, much love to the first 12 participants on the show. Um, you'll be hearing them again, but uh, thank you for being a guinea pig for letting me uh, use you guys to figure this thing out and um, yeah, get it get it even better for season two and season three coming up. So, and rate us five stars if you go over there, subscribe, like what you hear. Um, I've heard that like, you know, getting good ratings gets you a little bit of publicity in these podcast streets. So um, yeah, any good pub helps. So please, 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 like, rate, subscribe, tell a friend. We'd really appreciate it. Also, consulting still hard at work. Photography would love to take on new clients when we can be within six feet of each other again. Um, the May 2020 music playlist is on deck and so much more. Find it all at whatsusim.com. One more time, whatsusim.com. Speaking of the Albums of the Decade podcast, uh, the first guest, our consigliere and entertainment critic, Miss Rhonda Morgan, is finally back on the line. Well, technically on FaceTime. Uh, we recorded some bench watch suggestions for quarantine uh, maybe three weeks ago, but I was doing too much with moving around with the computer. And while I recorded all 90 minutes of me, only got about 15 minutes of her, which obviously is not going to work. So uh, we finally got back on FaceTime. We're finally getting back on FaceTime coming up um, to rehash what we talked about and maybe have a few more suggestions for you guys. So hopefully you enjoy our conversation up next. But first, as always, my brother, Lee Magdrum. I'm Detroit's own savior, Detroit's own plug, Detroit's own future, Detroit's own love, I'm Detroit's own, yeah, I'm Detroit's own, yeah, and I never asked for my heart back, you can have it, without all you taught me, I never would have lasted, I know I can move through some Hollywood. Back with these microphones, after my own personal screw up, we got the consigliere back again, Miss Ryan and Morgan. Back at it again. Back again. My bad for the screw up, dog. You know, I'll be trying to do too much from time to time, but. Hey, it happens. You know, we are going to work this uh, work from home techie situation out together. But I'm stationary. We got it together. Everybody's recording. All the, all the levels are leveled. So we good to go. Um, so, boom. We have. I, so I guess I wanted to get around on Entertainment Critic so we could do some TV movie talk. Uh, figure out what we've been watching while we've been stranded or stuck in the crib, uh, sheltering in place. Um, I feel like Rhino watches way more, just watches more stuff than me. So I've been getting recommendations from her anyway. First time we talked, she gave me some recommendations I still haven't followed through on. So it's kind of like we're going to talk about the stuff we talked about the first time. And there was some stuff I wanted to talk about on the last episode, too, that I didn't get to talk to talk about. So it's good that we get in the redo. Yeah, it's been some new stuff since then. So I'm glad. I'm almost glad that it didn't record. Yeah. So, um, so um, let's start with 
let's start with what we hated first. All right, you go first. You 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 first. Um, we just finished Married at First Sight season nine on Netflix. Oh my! Oh my God! I've heard so many things about Married at First Sight, bro. I actually need to watch it. Uh, horrible! I actually would not recommend. We watched it in like two days. It's like hella episodes, but I actually wouldn't recommend it. It was like as some of the couples were hard to watch. So, what, what's the premise of the show? Because I, I honestly don't know. I just know like the memes I've seen so, and stuff like that. It's like a last ditch show, basically. So, like. I've exhausted all other means of dating, dating apps, dating on my own, meeting people, mutuals, whatever. I am desperately ready to, I feel like I am ready to be married, but I've exhausted all of these efforts. So I'm going to go on this TV show and be screened by these experts. I'm over here a week and you ain't even got to the end of the premiership. <laughs> <laughs> to match me with a person to marry so they start with all these people like they go to different cities i guess so the one the season we watched they were in charlotte they screen all these 200 or something people they whittle it down to 50 then they do like a more rigorous round and then they narrow it down to four couples which is eight people okay so they base uh who's going to get married based on their compatibility and they ask them all these questions and you think oh this is so thorough and they the experts are uh one lady's a sociologist one lady's a therapist and one and the man is a pastor <clears throat> so we're experts and we're matching them up based on all these all these uh it's like basically match.com but in person is what i feel like they, they, so, they got like an um, algorithm or something like they got a formula or are they just going off gut like what like what's i don't the... know if they have a they like do betting basically okay so they go like meet their family meet their friends go investigate where they live like ask them all these questions spend time with them and then they match the people based on what they feel like um you know their compatibility or whatever but it's like how thorough can you be they never met this person so they don't meet the person until they're at the office oh my god walking down the aisle like you never like so they match you and they know they're going to imagine they tell you you get matched but you don't get introduced to this person until you are saying i do at the altar your family and friends are there talk about you crazy as hell because you on this show but yeah so does anybody back out like how does that go <sighs> no nobody backed out of the wedding so they all went through with the wedding because okay. this, this you got to think this is all all eight of these people, this is their last ditch effort, right? So they all follow through with it. So one couple, I'll say by the end of the season, only two couples made it out of the divorce. Okay, that's not bad. That's not a bad rate. 50% of uh, marriages ended in a divorce, so you know. <laughs> exactly. You know. So 50% of their marriages ended in a in divorce by the end of this season, too. So it was just, it. it was horrible because it never... You don't know someone in eight weeks because right. at the end of the show, at if, at the end of the eight weeks, you get to say, "I want a divorce" or "I want to stay in the marriage." Okay. So I guess that's like an annulment period. You never get to the root of why these people are like this. It's like, why are you on a latch this show? Why can't you make real relationships work in your life? What's wrong with you? And they're saying, "Oh, I'm so ready for marriage. I pray for this. This is what God led me to do. This is what I feel like I was born to do. This is what I want to do." How? This is a fucking stranger at the end of the day, right? Yeah, I, I mean, it speaks to 
a lot of different things, bro. Like I'm thinking about. So then the whole time, not to cut you off. No, no, keep, no, keep going. Time, I'm ready to be married. God prepared me to be married. I'm ready for this. I'm saving myself for marriage, right? Get to being married to this person. They're a stranger. I don't really know them that well. I don't feel comfortable doing X, Y, Z. You're married now. Right. This That was your choice. You said you wanted to be, you wanted the marriage part. So now you have it in, oh, this person is a stranger. You didn't know that, right? It's ridiculous. It's... If you have nothing else to watch, you've exhausted all efforts, watch it. Yeah, I try not to be judgmental, but those people sound weird. And I mean, it's different. They are very weird people. Yeah, it, it's different when it's a uh, when it's like a fictional <clears throat> show or when it's when it's not supposed to be re- a reality television show. Like re- reality TV, no, like that makes me cringe. Man. It is cringeworthy, and the people need like intensive psychotherapy. It's not like they need to be in a relationship, let alone getting married on a TV show. Right. So, so these people... Because if you did it, you wouldn't be on the show talking about I'm marrying a stranger. So these people sign themselves up or like do the, does their family sign them up? Like how do they even... No, they sign themselves up. They go like, okay, I'm ready to be married. I'm ready for love. Match me. God bless. With a stranger to marry them and get to know them over the course of eight weeks. You can never get to know somebody over the course of eight weeks. How many black couples? It was 50-50. Fuck. The one black couple made it, and one white couple made it. I really wanted it to be one black couple. Just... But the black couple that didn't make it, I was so glad that they didn't make it. It was like, so the chick, the wife was a virgin. I'm 27 years old. I'm a virgin. It's really important to me. I cherish it, blah, 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 X, Y, Z. Great. No problem. So she tells the mom at the wedding that she's a virgin, and the mom tells him. So <laughs> fast forward however many weeks into the marriage, she still ain't came up off her virginity, mm-hmm. even though you've, sa- you've saved it for marriage, and now you are married. She's, like, not even interested in being intimate. So, like, not even trying to work her way to... So, he's being super understanding. I don't want to push her. I understand this. You know, she's never done this before, X, Y, Z. But she's trying to be mature about it. Right. Like, this is the only thing that defines me. And it's like, well, you're the only one that is choosing to do this. You're forcing this on me. You know what I'm saying? But it was... By the end of it, it was supposed to be his responsibility to coerce her out of it because it's something that he was supposed to earn. And it's like, but I thought you were saving this to give to your husband after you got married. It was just, it was just a mess. You have to watch it to understand the psychology, but it was really interesting to see how people really think about marriage versus building a relationship. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it makes you think about a lot. (laughs) Like I I was about to say that earlier, like it just speaks to. Like you said, it's how people are. People try to fill certain holes with like, I don't even know with shit. And I guess like like titles, yeah, like, with titles. Like you said, yeah, you yeah, just perfect. want to be able to say you're married. Mm-hmm. Okay, you don't know this is a stranger. So now that you're married to this person, oh, they're a stranger. I got to get to know them. Okay, well, I guess you would normally have to do that, right? You know, so but you wouldn't marry them first. God bless. I that, I mean, like, I mean, to that point though, like I'm trying to like tiptoe around that, like. It was his job to earn it after to getting married. Because it's still his it's his job to earn it. Like, that's not, not true, right? At the same time, what all did he have to but do? she wasn't open to 
the way that it was presented on the show, it was like she was scared. Well, she probably was. Like, truly, genuinely terrified of not so much even losing her virginity, but having sex. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, if I if those two things can be distinct from me. No, show. yeah, I get what you mean. Like, she seemed like she was scared. So I'm like, in this case, you need therapy to help you with these blocks that you have up surrounding your virginity, if you will. Mm-hmm. It's not just, oh, I'm cherishing this and God said that. No, it's more than that for you. Like, that's just a, that's just a cover. That's a front to say, this is why I haven't had sex yet. Right. But you're actually terrified of it. At this point, you're 27 years old. You're saying it was for marriage. Now you're married and you're still scared to do it. God bless. You don't even want to try. It wasn't like she was interested in trying or and she was really selfish about it because what about him? Yeah. I mean, the guy's feelings tend to go to the wayside when it comes to matters like this. So He was patient, okay. Two weeks, three weeks, four weeks. We doing everything else. Husband this, husband that, husband, husband, husband. Okay. You seem to be moving forward and developing those feelings in other ways. Right. I don't know. It was just weird. So that was one hate. All right, boom. <laughs> Your turn. All right. So Coffee and Kareem was absolutely terrible. I thought that... Oh, you watched that? Yeah. Oh, my God. Deb... He watched Coffee and Kareem. Oh, wow. Yeah, no, Deb made me watch it. She told me to tell y'all hi. Um, no, so I, 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 I watched it firmly expecting it to be in the hate watch category. Like, I knew I wasn't going to like it. But it was um, Taraji and Ed Helms. I figured it would be okay. So, <laughs> once I said they was based in Detroit, I was out. <laughs> no, so okay, so first, but then David Allen Greer is in it, so I was like, okay, well maybe no. David Allen Still, st- <laughs> he he didn't help. Um, yeah, that movie no, that movie is bad. Not. He's from Detroit. That's what I'm saying. That's why. I, that's why I wanted. I tried to give it the benefit of the doubt, even until I realized it was going to be an absolutely cringy movie. And by halfway through it, I was like, yeah, this has no no redeemable qualities. Uh. Oh wow! Yeah, man. So the so the premise is this little boy, this black kid. This in, like you said, it's premise in Detroit, set in Detroit. This black kid, uh, Taraji's playing a single mom to this black kid, who's just a badass kid, but he's not a believable bad kid. Like, is he like a um, Tayshawn? Not even. Lamilton? He's supposed to be a Lamilton, but like he's not. So I I think I like looked him up while we were watching the movie. And um, he's like a Broadway kid. And he like enunciates all his curse words. Like he just wasn't a believable bad kid. I didn't buy it. So, but he was he was la- he was the main character. He was laying it on thick for ninety minutes. I'm like little boy, if you don't sit the fuck down. <laughs> like I just got, I got over it real quick. Um, see, so the premise was he didn't like the fact that Ed Helms, his white cop, was dating his black mother, and so. Um, Ron Rieko Lee from Sister Sister, uh, Survivor's Remorse. He plays like this aspiring rapper who started selling cocaine with help from the from the police department um as in dpd okay. yeah right so um yeah so cough so what's his name kareem yeah kareem tries to hire this guy to kill the the cop coffee mm-hmm. um so hijinks ensue and yeah whatever so I rated a solid F minus. I got through it, but it wasn't easy. Wow, sir. It wasn't easy. That's deep. Like I said, I thought it was going to be like I, one of those C minus movies. That I'm just like, eh, Taraji yeah. Ed Helms, blah, blah, blah. That movie was terrible, bro. <laughs> it was so bad. And I guess like being from Detroit too made me doubly hate it. But no. Nah, 
Yeah, I'd be real critical of things that say they're based in Detroit or about Detroit. It's like, mm, okay, is it? So. Yeah, it just didn't seem realistic, and the, the plot of it seemed kind of just too silly, if you will. But, I mean, Ed Helms does silly really well. So, like I said, I had hopes um, that it wouldn't be... Because, like I said, I, I walked in expecting it to be what it was, and I'm just kind of like, it can't be that bad, right? No, it, 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 was, it, was, was, it was worse than terrible. that. It was worse than that, man. But I, I think when we watched it, it was like, it was definitely top 10 on Netflix. So, yeah. the, the po- Oh, yeah. A lot of people have watched it, but I just, yeah, we were like, yeah, we're not watching this. <laughs> yeah, so. I, no, I'll see. Number one with a bullet. That is, yeah, do not watch Coffee and Kareem. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. Okay. So we will not watch that. Uh, um, what is another hate that I have? Uh, John Wick 3. What? So we're super late. Super late. Brenda will on... scrap you on not liking John Wick. I didn't say I didn't like John Wick. I said John Wick 3 specifically. <laughs> Love John Wick. Did not like John Wick 3. <laughs> it was just drawn out. I get this, the long fight scenes and the long shooting scenes and all that. Like That's very John Wick. The Holly Berry part of the storyline could have been totally tossed out of the movie. Some of the scenes were just way too long. <laughs> and of course, as all John Wicks, the script was like very mid. But we're not here for the script, so I'm not going to, that's not a knock, but it was just, uh, it was just a bit much. I wouldn't say don't watch it, but it definitely wasn't something that I would watch again. Fair. Um, I haven't seen any of them. I, all I will say is that. You haven't seen the first John Wick, at least? No, you were like it. it was really good. No. The first two are actually really good. No, I'm gonna catch up. I've been meaning to. I, I'm. I always fall behind on action movies specifically. What I will say is that um, my only pushback is that I think the type of person that likes John Wick's doesn't mind all your cons for John Wick three. You know what I'm saying? Oh like, yeah, definitely not. Definitely not. No way. Like I feel like they go into it for the long drawn out scenes and for Keanu to like play the hero and for you know for shit to get messy. You know what I'm saying? That's that's why they like John Wick. So, have have y'all watched Little Fires Everywhere? That's my number two. No, we have not watched that yet. That's another one we got to watch too. It was in my hate watch category until I realized that actually I hated it. Um, oh, really? I think the book is so. I, I read the book synopsis, and I think they deviate obviously a little bit from the show. And so the stuff I hated about the show, I think they changed it specifically for the show. So I don't hate, I don't feel so bad. Cause I feel like I told you to watch the other day. You were like, hey, it based on a book. And I felt bad. Cause typically when books get adapted, that means the book is good. But, um, yeah, apparently like the changes they made were the changes that I hated. Um, so I don't. Okay. Yeah. Usually that's how it goes. I didn't hear the book was good, but. Yeah, so I'm not going to spoil it for you because I still want you to watch it. But, um, no, that's the thing is I think a lot of people actually did like it. I was The career fair thing I was in earlier, somehow Little Fires Everywhere came up and people were talking about they love that show or like they were really into that show right now. And I will say, even though I did hate it or why I grew to hate it, um, it wasn't like the worst watching experience I ever had. It was eight episodes, eight hours. Um, so I, I don't I don't regret giving eight hours to that show. But it just wasn't realistic to me. Like there, I will spoil this. There was a okay. there was a scene where, um, which I thought of. I mean, you'll get it in the context of the show once you watch it. But there was a scene where, um, so that so they they move into this in, this supposedly integrated town where like it's supposed to be a model for um, progressive racial integration across the country, whatever. Basically, so 
they go to this super racially integrated high school where like it's supposed to be op- equal opportunity for everybody. Blase splee. Um, Carrie Washington's daughter gets really cool with this super affluent family and super affluent white family in town. Becomes enamored with two of their sons and the daughter sort of like inserts herself. The white daughter sort of inserts herself into uh, Carrie Washington's daughter li- daughter's life. So. They become friends. They become friends essentially because of some bullshit that the white girl pulls. Um, then she then she messes around and gets pregnant by her black boyfriend, the white girl. Goes to get an abortion, invites the black girl to like, well, ask the black girl to come and be her support as she gets the abortion. Ooh. The reveal is that she uses the black girl's name at the abortion clinic because she didn't want to use her name Ooh. lest she get caught. And I was like, you mean to tell me she invited the black girl to hear her name get caught in the abortion clinic? No way, Jose. That's where I, that's where I was out. I was like, you know what? And <laughs> I was like, you know what? You got to hit her. You punch her in the stomach and knock that baby out yourself, bro. Like, I, I don't know, man. Like, there's no way that I would have handled it that calmly if I got invited to an abortion clinic to hear my name called. I'm not getting an abortion. The fuck? Uh-uh. By by a white woman at that. Right. So, yeah, that scene alone, I was like, wow, this is um, a soap opera for real. Um, So, yeah, still watch it if you want to. I'm not trying to discourage you from watching it specifically. I will say, though, I came out eight hours later, like, wow, these characters are all deplorable. I guess why I hated it is that I think I, I realized this when I started watching Insecure is that there's this, like, sort of there's this new level of show it's probably not new but i've noticed it recently where like there's the show there's this new show new type of show where none of the characters are likable or like every character pretty much right is easily easy to hate and so it's like and insecure i was team lawrence i guess but it was like i guess i'm not really on that nigga's side um and i can't right and i came out of uh this show the same way like i guess i'm team carrie washington but she did her model she, she did her fair share of fuck shit so I, yeah, so it's about which type of what type of shit are you willing to <laughs> identify with almost. Right. So, so yeah, I don't know. We might we'll we might check that out. I don't know. I'm not huge on Carrie Washington like that. But I do like Reese Witherspoon. She's great in uh, Big Little Lies. So So I listened to um Little Fires Everywhere like recap pod and apparently this is basically the same character from big little lies so i need to watch big little lies too i've been saying that for the last okay year yeah. or so but yeah apparently she's playing the same character so you might like it yeah i'll check it out maybe for that reason um so that was a hate yeah. uh hate 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 we watched um i'll go with this one we watched snow piercer which is uh, a movie by the same director as Parasite. Okay. Oh, yeah, okay, okay, so, okay, okay. What's his name? Bong Joon-ho. Mm-hmm. That's his name. Not the guy. Not the same director, but Bong yeah, Joon-ho. No, I know it's him. I'm just saying, like... Anyway, um, it was about... We heard really great reviews about it. It's about like an end of the world kind of flick mm-hmm. or uh, we ran the earth into the ground and now we have to live on a train called the snow piercer. The earth is frozen. This train is basically <coughs> indestructible and everybody in the world apparently lives on this train and 
Captain America is in the back of the train with the poor people, obviously, and he wants to work his way all the way up to the front of the train. Captain America is Chris Evans. I was about to be like, so Chris you Evans know. is in the movie for real? Okay, cool. <laughs> yes. Um, and they make it up there, and then it has this overarching philosophical point about classism and uh, environmentalism and all these things, and it's just kind of like very anticlimactic. And you think it's going somewhere and it kind of gets there, but it kind of doesn't. It's just like, and then a lot of it is kind of pointless. So it just was like, by the end of it, I was like, we could have watched something else. Fair. No, I, For the hype. I feel like I've heard, I mean, after Parasite went crazy, people were saying you need to watch all his movies. So, um, Yeah, if it's based on that, I would say no. Okay. <laughs> I would not recommend but we are going to watch Parasite eventually. Oh, you still haven't watched it? I, I put that in my honorable no, mentions for it. stuff I liked. I thought it was good. So, yeah, definitely. Okay. Definitely watch it. Um, all right. My um, my number three is the Madam C.J. Walker story that's self-made on Netflix. <laughs> for real? You hated that? Yeah, I thought about <laughs> it. I gave it some consideration, and it's not good. Um, so, I mean, based off of everything that I read after the fact, the did y'all watch it? I don't want to spoil it. No, we haven't watched that either. Okay, well, I mean, I can't really spoil history, but um, apparently the villain in there, which I mean, like, in the 1900s, I'm sure that, like, this light-skinned, fair-skinned woman was not nice to this dark-skinned, not-that-attractive woman. I'm not disputing that at all. But apparently they laid it on way too thick in the movie in order to, like, prove that she was evil. She wasn't that bad. Okay. She wasn't that bad to Madam C.J. Walker. And, um, yeah, I mean, even... In, in real life. Yeah, in, in real life. And so... As I was watching the as I was watching the miniseries, but even in the miniseries, I felt like they was doing the most to make her the villain. And I was like, "We get it. Like I understand, like inherently, why she would treat her that bad. Y'all don't have to like lay it on that thick. You know what I'm saying? Like this is the most. Um, mm -hmm. Blair Underwood is playing the typical. Like he he's playing his his role of terrible husband. Um, <laughs> right. But he came in. That's what he do best. He came in as good husband though. You know what I'm saying? Like he started off he started off neglecting his own needs. I, I think for her, and then at a point. He flipped, he did a complete 180 and was like, yeah, I don't want to be your husband no more. It was crazy. Um, mm. But, I mean, like, there was stuff that played into it. Like, she was using his name. Um, he was working for her. I, like, in 1910, he felt emasculated by the fact that his wife was more famous than he was. I had more, was the breadwinner he wasn't. And so that played into right. a lot of it, too. But, um, yeah, for what it was, Tiffany Haddish is in it for some reason. Um, yeah. Not a huge fan. I mean, I don't mind her, but... I also, I almost, I was thinking about, I watched, uh, what was she in? The movie where she got out of jail, had to live with her sister for a little bit. I forget what movie that is. But it almost seemed like... Oh, uh, with Regina Hall. With Regina Hall. Um, it almost seemed like she didn't have nobody to direct her. It was almost like she was ad-libbing the entire movie. That's, don't, she don't need that. Tiffany Haddish needs direction. The movie where she, um, what movie was that? She was in another movie where she... Dang, I forget. But whenever Regina, whenever she has like direction, whenever it's clear that like somebody's telling her what to do, she's fine. The point at which you just are like Tiffany, be funny. She's all over the fucking place. So I don't know. Um, so in this, I mean, she had direction, but it's almost like I just couldn't take her serious as a dramatic actor. Right. You know, it's almost like the on something that's supposed to be historical at that. Right. Like, right. 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 So, very um, serious overtones. Hmm. So. I don't know. We were going to watch that, and then we just kind of was like, "No, we did." So, we did not watch C.J. Walker. 
So I, I wouldn't say you're missing nothing. I mean, you kind of know the story anyway. <laughs> Not keeping it a being, you kind of know the story. So. Yeah, and that's how I feel about things like that, too. Like, when I don't hear great reviews, and then I already know the story as it is, like, I'm not about to waste my time. All right, boom. You want to move on to... Okay, we did our hates. Hate watches. Sorry to whoever makes these these things that are terrible. Movies. I'm not sorry to whoever made Coffee and Kareem, man. That was terrible, bro. <laughs> you made my city look real bad, dog. Like, mm-mm. R.I.P. to the director of Coffee and Kareem. <laughs> Straight up. Yo, black men, are you tired of being told that men are trash? Are you tired of hearing over and over about toxic masculinity? Are you tired of having black masculinity defined for you? All in the videos, dancing. I bet. Check this out. Cue the music, please. My name is Jeremy Hurt, and Let's Talk Bruh is a podcast that I host on black masculinity. We have conversations on black masculinity and take it into our own hands, define it for ourselves, and break down what men are trash really means, as well as what it means to hold ourselves accountable for toxic masculinity and the ways that it impacts us and women. I have conversations on vulnerability, mental health, friendship, sex, and much more. Being a black man, as we know, is a full-time job with no days off. And Let's Talk Bro is a podcast where all black men can have deeper conversations outside of Twitter's 280 characters to vent, to laugh, celebrate our wins, and call each other out for problematic behavior like telling your boy to man up when he's crying because what does it really mean to be a man if you can't cry? With each episode, we try to do our part in considering and suggesting new visions of black masculinity. Let's Talk Bro drops every Wednesday anywhere you can find podcasts. All right. Um, you want me to go first for Hey Watchers? Yeah. All right. I feel like we, this this one might actually be in your likes. You've watched every fucking country. Uh, the Circle is number one in my Hey Watchers. That's uh, number one in my likes. Well, not number one, but close. Number two. I was saying you've watched every country. Brazil, Portugal, Argentina. Brazil, <laughs> Brazil is by far the best episode. I mean, the best season. I liked America. Uh, it grew on me. I, I I watched the first couple on some, like, I ain't doing nothing. Let me just see what it's about. And then I kept watching. <laughs> yeah, that's how we started. Um, we were kind of like, okay, a couple people had said something about it. We watched it. Actually, we had a couple of friends over, and we just turned it on. And then we just kind of kept watching it. And then before you knew it, we were like, okay, we got to, obviously, we have to see who wins. So... And then once we saw Brazil, we wanted to see how it compared to the American version. That's what got us interested at first. And then it turned out to be way more entertaining. So we ended up finishing that, too. Yeah. Uh, well, that, I mean, to spoil one of your likes. But, yeah, um, I don't know. Like I said, I liked it. I hate the fact that Joey won the U.S. version. Um, yeah, that was kind of lame. That I felt like I wanted Chris to win. I felt like he was the best player out of everybody. But, you know. I think Joey was the most neutral player out of everybody. That's why he won. Yeah. I mean, obviously. But what pissed me off about Joey, I didn't like Joey from week one because I really felt like he was coming for Antonio, the black guy. Yeah, I totally agree. And then once he found out that Antonio wasn't a catfish, he totally flipped his script. Yeah. Because he, he straight up came in Antonio like, he's too good to be true. That's a catfish. And I was like, he's a normal black dude who hoops, bro. Like, that is just a black guy. <laughs> so, but like you said, he did. He turned it around after that. He really did. Um, I guess he had no choice but to. I couldn't believe yeah, the only thing. What's up? Oh, go ahead. No, I, I just couldn't believe that. Um, my man's what's his name? Uh, Seaburn made it that far, bro. 
I could not believe T-Bird made the Final Four. Because he was such a naive girl that I couldn't believe they didn't see through it. Like, he's not answering none of these questions well at all, from my perspective. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah, that was... I can't believe he made it all the way to the end. Like, that was absolutely ridiculous. That was crazy. I honestly don't even think I was really thinking about her. They was just voting her mid the whole way through, and she just made it through. Like, bro... But I thought that's why uh, Mercedes is going to make it through. I thought she was going to make it through on, like, the shit Seaburn was doing. And it, I guess nah. one or two had to make it, but... Too aggressive. She, no, she she ended up being too aggressive um, after the fact. But after the when that first set dropped, I thought she was going to win. Like, after those first four episodes, I was like, oh, she got shit in the bag, bro. Like, she is gaming these niggas. Nah. From the beginning, I thought it was going to be either Sammy or Chris. I knew Sammy wasn't going to win, man. Sammy, um... <laughs> Sammy was too fine. So I figured, it, I figured they, they was either gonna snuff her out or they were going to she like she was gonna come in second or third. But she was never gonna win. Yeah, you gotta watch the Circle Brazil. I think you would like that much better. And it's much the personality types are the same, kind of as the American one, but it's just somehow more entertaining. I don't know how to explain it. Okay, no, I, you you told me to watch You're it months, expensive. months, months ago. So I'm I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna watch it. And then even the people that they bring in on, like, I felt like on the American one, it kind of lost its luster for me when they started bringing in more people. Mm -hmm. But on Brazil, when they brought in more people, it made it better, not worse. Okay. Yeah, I I will say, like, some of the new people they brought in on the American version didn't, did not add to the shit at all. Yeah, nah, and, not at all. And like, what what was crazy to me? I mean, don't spoil the other other countries, but what was wild to me was that like those new people never had a chance. I remember like Bill came in and realized very quickly, like, oh, these niggas are already friends. I, I how am I supposed to get in? Yeah, there's no way for you. Yeah, unless you're in it from the beginning, there's no way you're gonna win the game. No. But yeah, uh, that's my that's my hate watch number one. Uh, you go ahead. Uh, my hate watch is. I have actually a few. Uh, but my first one is too hot to handle. Have not watched it yet. Have no interest in watching it. I'm cool. <laughs> if you haven't watched it, I wouldn't say for you to watch it. It's not like that. But we did watch it, and it was um, interesting. So, so, no, so no sex, no touching, no masturbation. Like you, like nothing. Nothing. No, unless unless you get. Um, what am I trying to say? They had like at some point in the game, you get an Apple Watch, and if it goes green, you can get a pass to kiss or do whatever you can do in the amount of time that your watch goes green. But you have to build an intimate connection with someone in order for your watch to go green. <laughs> but I just couldn't get over the fact that they couldn't refrain from having sex with complete strangers for a month for a hundred thousand dollars. I get, but I guess if the premise is that's the thing is like when she tells somebody they can't do something, they gonna want to do it, right? And so you put twelve attractive people on the island. That's a, they weren't really attractive, but okay. Okay, I'm 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 saying my point is, you put twelve narcissists on the island who all think they're attractive. Right, right, right. And then yeah, no. Yeah. At at a certain point, it did come. It did turn into we're gonna fuck this over everybody else because I don't care about the money. <laughs> It actually turned into that pretty quickly. And then, I don't know, it was just kind of weird, the whole premise of the show. But by the end of it, they only were able to split, like, 
maybe a little under 80,000. They had to split it up amongst each other. And it was like maybe seven or eight of them. So they, I mean, 10 grand ain't, ain't the worst haul in the world, but if you could have left with more than that, then yeah, y'all screw up. Exactly, yeah. So it was interesting how they were playing it, I guess, and how they were working through the workshops on the island, but it was a senseless show other than that. They didn't really have any substance. Yeah. Netflix has the space for all type of substance, all, all types of whatever, so they make it shake. All right, I'm I'm gonna swap my number two and number three. Uh, my number two is actually Black AF. Um, almost put it in the hate category and almost put it in the light category. That's so why I just put it squarely in the middle. Um, I don't know, man. I felt like I don't know if y'all ever started watching Blackish. We never. We've seen a few episodes of Blackish here and there, but isn't that show just Blackish but unedited? Pretty much, yeah. It's the same show. It's the exact same show. Like it's the I don't exact same why show. He's making the same show again. I don't either. Netflix paid him to do it. Uh, that's that's really my only guess. Yeah. Cause I was I tweeted that when I was watching it, like yo, it's the exact same show. I was like, if you like Blackish, you'll like Black AF. Like it's no different. And um, shout out to Blake, but Blake tweeted me and was like, I mean, in his defense, it's like both shows are supposed to be loosely based upon the misadventures of him and his ex wife. And I was like, that didn't mean he had to make the show again, bro. Like I understand what you're saying. Exactly. What does that have to do with having the show twice? Yeah, like so. he'd have to make two of the same fucking show. Like that was unnecessary. So um. Yeah, that's all I have to say about it. Like, it's blackish with cursing, um, which ain't the worst thing in yeah. the world, but also, I like blackish. I didn't eat blackish too, or like blackish rated R. I'm a huge fan of the Bernie Mac show, and also everybody hates Chris. So, fair enough. I give my black family shows in other ways, I guess. Fair enough. But don't revolve around this one black man in Hollywood. <laughs> all right, you next. Uh, I'm next. Let's see. We watched uh, Tiger King. That was definitely a hate watch. Boom. So we can both commiserate on this one. That's in my hate watch. That's that's why I swapped Black AF for. Okay, cool. Yeah. I, not to say that we didn't, well, not to say that I didn't like Tiger King because I did. It was entertaining as hell. Uh, but it was a hate watch because it's absolutely terrible, these people. Yo. Yo. Every single person that came onto the screen, dead oh or alive, needed to be in prison. Oh my god! And it's bold that Joe is the only one that's in prison. I'm still kind of Team Carol, bro. I don't think she really killed her husband, man. I can't. I mean, she probably did it, right? Like whacked him. She, she whacked him. <laughs> killed her husband. Whacked him. That shit's so. <laughs> be realistic. Uh, no, like like I was just telling William a little bit ago, I can't blame her for whacking him. I'm not gonna say that, but she whacked him for sure. No, he seemed trash too. I mean, to the point even the dead people seem trash. Like, how's everybody in this orbit terrible? Yeah. Um Yeah, everybody dead or alive is absolutely horrible on Tiger King. I <laughs> can't believe how entertaining that actually ended up being. No, so my backstory, I remember I actually I was going out of my way to not watch it, right? It was one of those where I was like, I'm not watching this white trash show, I'm cool. So I was cooking one night and my roommate and his girlfriend were in the living room and they were watching it. And I was actively trying not to pay attention. And he turns to me and he's like, You started Tiger King yet? And I was like, I ain't watching that shit. He was like, Oh, okay. That's how he said, it. like, oh, okay. It was like episode six. And maybe 20 minutes in, I'm like, yo, what the fuck is I was all in and I'm like, am I really about to watch this show? And yeah, I watched it. 
Yep, you are. Yeah, it gets it picks up so quickly and it's like, are y'all it the whole time I was like kinda in disbelief, like, oh y'all are really doing this. <laughs> y'all really are allowed to have these places with these tigers, these huge tigers. Like when that girl's arm got bit up, I was like, Holy Yo, shit. yo, 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 yo. We didn't talk about that the first time. That shit was incredible. And she kept working oh my there. Goodness. And she went back, like, didn't want to press nothing. I'm like, this is totally illegal. Totally, you're not making any money working here. Like, you're not having, you don't have any health benefits. You don't have anything. And you, and you, you know how, money. you know how you knew this nigga was janky. Well, Joe knew he was janky. As he had his own ambulance with, like, the coat and shit. I'm like, dog, what? Is this? Yeah, when he put that EMT jacket on, I was like, girl, you don't stand a chance. I was like, this nigga is the worst kind of scammer. Jesus Christ. But yeah, man. But yeah, Tiger King for sure was a hate watch just because it was so horrible, but definitely entertaining. Uh, that that's that should be on the flyer. Horrible but entertaining. Did you watch the um the post show or whatever? After they they I guess they routed everybody no, up. I'm over it now. I mean, uh the one husband, the the one with the meth mouth got got some new teeth, you know what I'm saying? He got his life together. Yes, I seen that. Yeah, once I got to that part, I was like, Okay, this took a turn that I the whole, the whole King Kaboodle is just terrible. I mean, he he seemed wiser than, I guess his appearance uh, would let would let on. I suppose. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, methods a hell of a drug. But he he seemed to be the one like logical person in the show. I mean, obviously he wasn't that logical if he lost his fucking teeth to meth. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I came out of it liking him the most. Aside from like pretending like he never wasn't never cared for Joe, that was a little bit weird. Yeah, that he trying to say, oh, I wasn't ever really gay. Yeah. No, you nah, were gay. you were gay, bro. <laughs> like, okay, if you don't want to be gay now, right. you was gay at the time. Like, come on, dog. You got property of Joe's gridden on your crotch, dog. Like, come on. Mm-mm. Period. Mm-mm. That has to be so painful getting covered up or removed or whatever. And what's crazy is the cover up didn't even cover it up for real. <laughs> I was no, like, yo, you still got the J and the C. Like, I still see those. I mean, there's no way you can. It was so thick. There's no way. I was just like, okay, <laughs> no, you gay, bro. It's okay. Oh, man. That was my number three. So you can, you can tell your number three. I put Succession down. I put Succession down as an honorable mention. It's like, I, could, I call it the Black Empire when I first started watching it. That's all it is. I'm sure, and I'm sure white people don't okay. watch Empire, so they don't get it. But, like, it's Black Empire. It's this um, old white man. Uh, thinks he's about to die soon, and he has a son who thinks he's going to take over the business. But then he, the old white man, decides arbitrarily that he wants to like make it a bidding war amongst his kids and who's going to take over the family. White Empire. <laughs> okay, I've never watched Empire, so whatever. But loosely, I know what the show is about. I don't know. We might watch the session. I do HBO. <laughs> HBO series are um, definitely as far as writing. Top tier. Yeah, that's that is true. I give him credit for that. So we might check it out. Um, I have heard good things about that. My last one for Hate Watch, we only watched maybe two or three maybe episodes of Money Heist. Okay, I need to watch that. Um we it had I don't even know how many parts it has. It has like multiple seasons or parts or whatever Mm -hmm. with multiple episodes. But um, everybody, all oh, everybody is raving about Money Heist. You got to watch it. It's really good. And by the end of it, it's like, but it just, the way it develops is kind of weird. 
Okay, what's the what's the premise of Money Eyes? So the premise is this dude gets up all these scammers who have nothing left to lose and are different types of scammers if you were criminals. <laughs> they are uh they are planning to rob the where the fuck are they at? <laughs> Spain? Spanish mint. The Spanish mint treasury where they print the money and they like hold it hostage and print all this money. That's as far as we got. And then the whole plan was like for them to get into the shootout with the police but like not to shoot anybody. Mm-hmm. But they did. They did that inside man thing where they dressed everybody up in the same club. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like that Denzel movie. That's right. I don't know. We might go back and watch it. Watch some more episodes. But it just wasn't enough to keep us like coming back. It wasn't very compelling versus what everybody is saying about it. That's real. I mean, I've heard good things about it. Um, it's one of those things in my list that I just gotta watch. But I'll, I'll, but I'll give you it a You do have to get shows past the first two episodes, so. Hey, you there. Lead creative Larry Sanders here, actively soliciting sponsorships and other advertisements for What Suits Him and WhatSuitsHim.com. Our press and media kit is available for your convenience and for your perusal, either via our social media at What Suits Him or on the e-magazine again at WhatSuitsHim.com. Um, if you're looking forward to working with a brand who does work in professional development, photography, uh, sports and entertainment, um, music, just broadly defined as aesthetic, we would love, love, love to hear from you. We think we have a lot to offer and we're sure that you have a lot to offer us. So, um, yes, actively soliciting sponsorships, other advertisements, guests on the podcast network. If you would like to um, not only give us an advertisement, but uh, promote your brand on What Suits Him Radio, on the What Suits Him Podcast Network, please, please, please shoot us a line. And we can definitely try to erase that as soon as possible. So again, shoot us a line, DM us directly at Wasusim or shoot us an email, info at Wasusim.com. There's also, if you just want to email us directly from the uh, the e-magazine, there's an email tab and there's also a contact tab. So plenty of ways, plenty of ways, plenty of ways for you to get in contact with us. And we are looking forward to hearing from you in the near future. So again, Lee Creative Larry Sanders, hoping to hear from you soon. Again, at us at Wasusim.com. Uh, at us at Wasusim or email us at info at Wasusim.com. Um, looking forward to hearing from you. All right. Now to three things we actually did like after we got through the stuff we didn't like that much. Um, <laughs> well, I did one of mine already because I did like the circle. Okay. Brazil. Um, I, I put the last dance on my list. We haven't talked about it yet. Do you want to talk about the last dance? Do you want to come on and do like a recap? I haven't asked you, but have y'all been watching it? No, we haven't yet, but we are going to watch it. Don't get it twisted. We just haven't watched it yet. It's, so, I mean, it's, it's Jordan hagiography. It's good, but it's propaganda. Um, yeah, it's just a perpetuation of that Jordan is the greatest uh, narrative that which, he doesn't want. Which he is. Out. I just want to stay for the record. Jordan is still the greatest basketball player of all time. But I think that sometimes... It's important to Jordan that we forget that he failed from time to time. And not to say that, like, he wants us to think that he succeeded all the time, but certain failures do get erased from this documentary. And so I don't, yeah, I, I don't know. It's just kind of like the, the whole Pistons thing. He makes it seem like we were a pest in his way. And it's like, dog, we were two-time defending, champ, defending champions. Like, that, that's a big difference between... You know what I'm saying? It's different no, between you, you couldn't get it done those two years. That's okay. Right. <laughs> so I don't know. That's, that's just the thing I, take, I took from... Took about it so far is that he still hates he he goes to bed thinking about the fact he couldn't get past us for a lot of years still and it's like it's crazy to think that the Pistons still have that much written in his head that's wild. 
my whole thing about that documentary series is like it seems fun and nostalgic and all those good things but like basically all it is like think about how big michael jordan's ego is like he has to have oh, yeah, one yeah, of yeah. the most inflated egos on the planet so this documentary is just an extension of that really it's not going to really discuss any it's not a it's not an objective look in his career. So, but yeah, I want to watch it for, you know, fun's sake and nostalgia's sake, of course. And my dad, you know, is a huge Michael Jordan fan, so. All right. I mean, I mean, it do, it, if nothing else, it takes you back to the 90s, which um, was probably, yeah, I, this is a fun time. I want to go back to the 90s. A fun time in life. Sign me up. Uh, What else? I mean, just honorable mentions that we talked about cooking with cannabis. I only brought that up because Khalees is hosting it. Shout out to Khalees. Ha ha, Davis was on the episode. Uh, we watched it, and that actually I was going to put on my hate watch because... You, oh, you hated it. Not not that I didn't like cooking with cannabis, but I felt like the the structure of the show could be better. Oh, I agree with that. I do agree. It, it seemed so a little loose. I don't make loose. TV shows or whatever, but I just did I personally didn't like the structure of the TV show. I guess like the couple episodes I I did watch before I I fell asleep the other night I did enjoy it was the episode with this former what army dude who was now making stuff West African cuisine he did like a black barbecue surf and turf which was like octopus and it I, he I was enthralled with him the entire yeah, episode his meal looks really good yeah. yeah the chefs and everything and the meals were cool I I don't like the we're gonna have these celebrity guests on here to like try to make it funny-ish. Yeah, that was weird. Because for me, cooking, I feel like cooking with cannabis deserves to be like a refined, more respected type. That could have been an opportunity to make it a more refined and respected type TV show about cooking with cannabis. But instead, because oh, we have four celebrity guests on here and it's funny and cute, hee hee ha ha. Instead of having maybe another, cele- uh, like maybe a celebrity chef judge, mm-hmm. And maybe one other celebrity. I just like it was doing it's doing too much. Yeah, and Khalees' co-host sucks. Like whoever that white guy is, I was not a fan of him. Yeah, I thought Khalees was gonna be like the host, and then yeah, I don't know. The structure of it is kind of rickety to me. That's what I didn't like about it. Okay. But it's a cute show, though. No, that's that's a fair critique. I I will say that's why it's in my honorable mentions. It didn't crack the top three, and then. The only movies I got down are yesterday the Beatles movie and Parasite, which we already talked about. So. I don't know if you had honorable mention. Um, no, just my last like really was Ozark season three. I gotta. That's I just definitely can't. the best piece of TV that we've seen on quarantine to date. I just can't get into Jason Bateman, man. Not Jason. Jason Bateman. What? Jason Bateman. Seriously, I can't get into it. Like I just don't take him serious. I wish I did. I do. Yes. I do. But that's. A, I came into Ozark. I want to say the beginning of season two. And I thought it was a comedy because I saw Jason Bateman, and then I realized it wasn't, and I was, I still thought it was a comedy because I no, saw Jason. Very Bateman. serious movie. Yeah, love it. Best best TV that we've watched since we've been off from work. Like season three was pretty damn good. I would say it. I like the character the character development on Ozark. I feel like I feel like the characters somehow remain their authentic selves while also developing with the plot at the same time. Mm-hmm. Really good show. I don't want to give any spoilers because uh, season three gets a little crazy, but yeah. All right. Definitely, if you don't watch anything else, 
for quarantine watch Ozarks. That's the one. Um, how y'all feel about Dave? That made my that made my top three. How'd y'all feel? Uh, we watched what, the first two episodes of Dave, first three episodes of Dave. It was what we expected. Uh, was that good, bad, and different? Um. <laughs> uh, Indifferent, but in a good way. Okay, that's that's a fair assessment. I like it. I I, yeah. I think it's I funny. I think I relate with with Dicky in, in a lot of ways. Honestly, uh, I don't know. I, I kind of I appreciate it. I appreciate him being so meta about the entire deal. You know what I mean? Like he understands he's a white rapper and how fucking strange that not strange, but it's almost like he can't not be a white rapper and right. not. A, not draw draw attention. What am I trying to say? It's almost like if I'm a rap, I'm going to be a rapper. So that means I'm going to hang out with the young thugs. Or I'm going to get a YG verse. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to do rap nigga shit, but I'm also white. And so like... How, and a regular dude. Right. Yeah. So how do I how do I reconcile those two those two things? Exactly. So yeah, we watched it. It was, it was like I said, it was what we expected. We expected it to be him making jokes about, you know, his life, let's say. And, you know, but yeah, he got like heavy hitters executive producing it. Like I saw Kevin Hart's name and like Scooter Braun's name. Yeah, I saw that. Like, he does. He does. It's funny. Don't get me wrong. Like we enjoy watching it. It just wasn't something like where everybody's like, "Oh, Dave is funnier than what we expected." Like, okay, it's it's funny. That's real. Um, wait, are you done? You said all yours. <laughs> yeah, I'm done. I don't think I have anything else. Okay, I don't. Th- I don't think I sp- uh, shouted out All American season two. Last time. Watch All American oh, Dog. Eric watches that. Watch All American Dog. It's so good. I don't know. I can't I don't I can't take uh Tay Diggs like that. I can't neither. That's why it's so good. <laughs> um Yeah, my brother watches that. He told me to kind of get into it, but he has a way of describing something that he's watching as being terrible, so it makes me not want to watch it. So I I will not here's the thing. It's a soap opera. So All Americans about I, I should also explain explain the premise of this show. All American uh, features. It's supposed to be based on a true story. It's yeah, Spencer James. Um, grew up in Crenshaw and got recruited to go to Beverly Hills High, supposedly to get like a better education, a better life. He was a stud play, uh, football player, get more exposure, blah, blah, blah. But he's still torn between like the realities of life in Crenshaw and this fairy tale world in Beverly Hills, and he's like trying to. Um, not lose who he is while also becoming a new person. Not new, not a new person, but like a sort of, I don't know, a, a more, I don't know, a new person, I guess, being in Beverly Hills. Um, season two is sort of the same struggles. His dad comes back in his life. I've asked T father. His dad comes back in his life. Um, he wants to get close with his dad, but then he still has school troubles and blah, 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 girl troubles. It's, it's like... I don't know. I feel like if somebody watched like Beverly Hills Idol Two and Zero back in the day, they'd say that's what it is. But except it's like centered in Crenshaw mostly. But they do a good job of like weaving in. It's a, it's a diverse show. They do a good job of weaving in the white characters and um, making it. And I mean, they, they talk about racial stuff. They they weave in the tensions of Spencer being like this super urban kid, a super super city kid, super Crenshaw kid, and what does that mean for like his Beverly Hills compatriots and Bazzi Swee? Uh, I like it. I recommend it. I don't. I, I'm to me it's like, it, I think it's an hour, um, per episode. Per episode, but 
it's another show that I kind of just watch in the background. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not really... Okay. I don't have to be paying super-duper attention to it. And then when I do need to pay attention to it, it's, like, obvious. So I'll be like, okay, let me pay attention to this five-minute stretch. And then I'll watch, like, right. the climactic okay. scene, and I'll go back doing what I was doing. So I'm actually the opinion mm-hmm. that, like... If TV shows existed as podcasts, I'd be way hipper to TV shows. If Ozark was a podcast, I'd probably know what you was talking about. Yeah, see, I haven't really been on my podcast game like I was before all of this, so I have to get, that's something I would have to get back on. I kind of got back into the audio thing, and so I kind of, I would have to start. Yeah, I spend, I spend, back with the podcast. I spend the it's bulk of my time. It's easier for me to just podcast. watch TV in the background than listen to a podcast in the background. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. No, I feel it. I do feel it, but um, I don't know for some reason. I mean, all I do is I have my earphones in all day, so it's like, I mean, I get tired of listening to pods. I turn on music, and I listen to listen to music. I turn mm-hmm. on pods, so it's like to turn on the TV is actually like a very intentional act for me. That's why I, I'm really far. I'm behind on a lot of on a lot of stuff because if I turn on my TV, I'm probably playing 2K or going to Jesus and Mero. Like I know what I'm trying to watch. So, um, right, right, right. Yeah, with my phone, just kind of like I always got it in my hand. So, if 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 shows were podcasts, I'd probably be hip to a lot of shows. I ain't gonna hold you. Um, yeah, that's all mine. And then the scheme, y'all need to watch the scheme, man. It's this kid from Saginaw who was finessing the fuck a documentary. Um, oh, okay. So, when we were in eighth grade, uh, the basketball team used to monitor these like these these blogs who used to rank all the kids starting around 7th, 8th grade. The only one of us who mm-hmm. ever got... Jalen and Kim got ranked. I think... No, Jalen, Kim, and Shane mm-hmm. got ranked. I don't think me and Sid ever did. But we used to, like, watch these rankings religiously, trying to figure out, like, why we wasn't getting ranked. And we was blasting everybody in the city. Like, we was calling everybody else, blah, 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 blah. Come to find out, one of these rankings was, was being conducted by, like, a 13-year-old. Never knew. And nobody knew. Randomly? Uh no, so his daddy is like a Saginaw High legend, like a Saginaw uh basketball legend. Um and had another son, a Dorian, who tragically passed. But uh Christian um kind of realized he was never gonna be as good at basketball as Dorian or his daddy. And so he decided I'm gonna be a scout. And so like at 12, 13, started doing these rankings and made a blog and started charging like six fifty a head for it. And co- naive coaches who didn't know who's running oh this blog, goodness. coaches didn't know who it was. And so he's getting checks sent to the house for six fifty dollars a check. And his mom is opening the checks like, yo, who is, what is this? He's like, oh, this is for my business. She's like, you're 12. What business are you fucking talking about? So, um, yeah, from there he goes on to be like an assistant to a super agent. Um, from there he tries to like start his own agency and he gets caught up in some federal mm-hmm. bullshit. And yeah, they tried to like catch him up in paying players, which he never, I don't think he ever paid players. Uh, he paid families, but he never like gave money directly to players. So the FBI was trying, the FBI was trying to like catch him actually giving money to players, and he never did it. He would like take the money they gave him and keep it. Come, come to f- how old was he by the time they got he got caught up with the feds? Like twenty four. This was like three. Ooh. Remember, like three four years ago when they when they was gonna blow college basketball up and all these people was gonna get arrested and like that that was him. He was like the the kingpin of all that shit theoretically. So wow, okay, I kind of know. I kind of remember what you're talking about now. That's crazy. Yeah. Okay, it's called the scheme. The scheme, yeah. Okay. Hmm. I, I, my mind was just blown when I came to realize that I was mad that like a kid my age wasn't ranking me high enough. Yeah, y'all could have been doing that <laughs> for real. You know what I'm saying? Like me and Donovan was in the website making back then. We could have finessed some ourselves. Dang. 
But, yeah, everybody knew how to call it a little bit back then. Hey, <laughs> but that's so funny. Yeah, we'll have to check that out. That sounds really interesting, actually. Wow. But yeah, that's. I think that's everything. I, I mean, I got. Yeah, that's it. Everything else we've been watching has been oh, just revisiting old shit. Like we've been watching Fear Factor. I I, I started back watching... on South Park after you told me to on the la- on the on the lost episode. I'm so glad. How do you feel about that? So I, I I was so far behind. I went back to like season thirteen. I hadn't seen. Okay, perfect. I hadn't seen the episode where Cartman was determined to get Token and the new black girl together. He is the yes. fucking worst. You me? <laughs> yes. Oh my god, I hate Cartman. Like him in the locker room. Yes. I hate Cartman so much, bro. Can't stand him. Yeah. When he got a girl. Did you catch all the way up now? No, I've not caught all the way up. I, I, I I'm at the point when oh, okay. um. He upped a girlfriend, but then got her fat. Yeah, she. Yeah, you gotta keep going. She's eventually gonna leave him. <laughs> and and then and they started fat shaming her. I was like, dog, this. Yeah, he's, he's the, the worst. worst. Yeah, I don't. I don't see. That's one TV show character. I don't see how they continuously make him worse, but somehow they do. I don't know. It's weird. Man, he walked in with some what beyond KFC. I was like, dog. <laughs> I forgot about that episode. Oh, oh my like, gosh, dog, yes. you are the worst of the worst of the worst. Yeah, you got to get through to the end. The new episodes, the more recent season, past maybe season or two, they've been deliberately trying to get canceled. But to me, it's been their best. It's but been the best. That's that's when they that's when they so that's when they, they at their best. I feel like I feel like they um, I feel like back in the day they were always. No matter what they did, it was scandalous, bro. I feel like every Wednesday night, it was scandalous. And it, it got yeah, away so from like, that at a point. You know what I'm saying? I don't think this past season, but the season before that, they were um, doing a school shooting on every episode. Oh, my God. That's how they were trying to get canceled. They were doing a school shooting at the beginning of every episode. But, it, I mean, it obviously has a very poignant point to make, like... I'm weak. That's funny, bro. There's nothing you can say about us doing a school shooting every week when there's literally a school shooting every week. Every you week. know, so and I mean, not to get too political, but after this, after after that bullshit, they should they put at the state capitol today. It's like it's incredible to me that you can go into that building with guns. It remains incredible to me. I remember the first time I went up there and I found it out. I was like, no metal detectors. They were like, yeah, no, like nobody really comes in here with guns, but we it's not a gun free zone. And I was like. But see, that's the thing about privilege because black people can't go to the state capitol with guns. White people can't all day. Black people can't go in there with no guns. Come on, even though it's allowed. They 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 will stop us at the door, bro. Like, where are you going? Yeah, we wouldn't even be able to drive down a damn street in Lansing. I mean, come on, think about how East Lansing police is. Hey, where are you going? Oh, last thing I wanted to recommend. I don't know if y'all watched uh, Little Rails stand up from last year. It's on HBO. Really? I don't think so, but we'll check it out. It's good. Um, I feel like I watched it twice and it wasn't as funny on the second watch, but the first time I watched it, I was hysterical. Um, I, and I like Rail too. I need to rewatch Carmichael because it's funny to think about all the people who were on that show in hindsight. And the fact that it only lasted three seasons makes me sad. I love that show. Oh. Yeah. That's disgusting. Forever. I always want, we're watching Fear Factor and they have to eat these like Madagascar cockroaches. Hissing the hissing cockroaches that they eat them and they're like huge. What? Okay, so what are you drawing the line on for Fear Factor? 
what are you like? I'm out. Like, no questions asked. Fear is a factor for me. I've been thinking recently about, actually, because funny enough, I've been thinking about Fear Factor. And I would probably do all the eating challenges. I would probably get past all that shit. I'm terrified of heights, bro. So, like, the shit where they be having to, like, do the sky the skywalk and shit or like going between buildings, I'm out. I'm not doing that. Okay, got you. I'm not mad at that. I'm scared of heights too. Like a lot of those those definitely are mind over matter for sure. Yeah. I I agree with you. Those are probably be the ones I would tap out first. And with some of these bug ones, like the episode before the one I'm watching now they had to stick their head in this thing of tarantulas. No, I'm not come on. Yeah. For fifty thousand yeah, no. be realistic. Yeah, so some some of the you had to lay in this this uh tub of bugs for five minutes. That was excessive. It was like, so yeah, the eating the testicles and this and that and okay, right. I'll, 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 yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll get past that but. if I don't vomit. But the stick in my head, like the tarantulas and spiders and all that, I'm out, oh, tapped out. There's no way I'm doing that. The heights, it depends on the stunt. <laughs> And I don't know. I'm sure they got like mad contraptions and shit on you, but I don't know. I, I feel like I would get that high and just lose my feet. <laughs> Ain't no way. Yeah, like this one episode, they had to they had like a beam across two buildings, and you had to ride your bike across. No, you have to I'm out. Ride a bike across. The- I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. And whoever gets there the fastest goes to the next round. Like, come on, be realistic. I have to ride a bike across a six-inch beam. I am out, bro. So yeah, it's just funny to think about what people would what people would draw the line at for fifty thousand. I can't believe even in two thousand, give me a hundred k. Yeah, I'm no, I'm I'm not against the argument about the prize money. I guess the thing is, once you're there, you kind of there. Like, where are you going? I'm, I'm sure that's how most people think, right? It's like, I'm not about to back out now, but... Well, yeah, I'm not about to back out now, and I already did. Like, imagine you did stick your head in the thickest tarantulas. I'm not about to lose now. Like, no. Yeah, once, once, you, once you get in... my bike across the beam. That's got to be round one, though, so I can just go ahead and knock that shit out. Because I'd be mad as fuck if I, like, ate the testicles and then laid in the tarantulas for 50 seconds, and then they was like, and now for the final one. You have to ride this bike across this beam. I'm like, nah. <laughs> and that's the one you got to go home on. That's, that's the one. That is the one. But yeah, that's it. We can wrap up. You got um, final thoughts? Anything you want to... Have you listened to all the albums of the decade uh, episodes yet, man? I need I need feedback. Of course not, but we can do that. And we got to do Chappelle's show. Yeah, we still got Chappelle, Chappelle work to do. We'll get that done. But... Um, but no, I don't have anything else. That's all I have. Watch Ozarks. Ozark. Everybody watch Ozark. I will too watch Ozark. Um, don't watch Coffee and, and Kareem. Don't to me about that. Don't watch Coffee and Kareem. <laughs> don't. Don't do it. Reconsider. Read some litter. Especially if you're in a city. I know, I know like Detroiters themselves. I wonder what the approval rating is by city. Detroit has to be like 2%. Like there's no way. There's like. Yeah, they always do movies and stuff based in Detroit. Terrible. It's just. They don't ever get anybody that lives here to do it. That's why. But David Allen, that's what I'm saying is I was disappointed that he was in it right. and didn't like nip certain shit in the bud. It's like, bro, did you just want to say he was in a movie in Detroit? But when was the last time he lived in Detroit? Be realistic. To the, not, not, not uh, recently. 30, 30, 40 years ago. Right, not recently. Yeah. 
But yeah, that's my last one. I'll be working from home until. All right, thank you, man. Chappelle show uh, pod coming up soon, 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 soon. Yes, that's coming up soon. That's our next project. I will um, encourage you to check out all of the albums of the decades. They're really great albums. If you just look at it, the face of it, each and every album that folks have picked for that have been excellent. I love how many times Craig got picked. I love how many times Beyonce got picked. Love how many times Kendrick got picked. Definitely great series. And we'll be back with 12 more this summer. So, yay. Let me go edit. All right, bro. All right. I'll talk to you later. All right. Bye. Good night. Thank you, as always, to my bestie, to Consiglieri, our entertainment critic, Miss Ryan Morgan. Um, and thank you, too, to the homie Will Garner, who I'm sure some of y'all heard in the background. He'll be back on the show in due time. I owe him, like, three different pods. So he'll be back very shortly. Hopefully some of the suggestions we laid out for y'all worked, maybe, hopefully. Um, and I'm also sure that a lot of the stuff we talked about, too, y'all have already watched or, or and or have gotten feedback from other people in your life. So... We welcome feedback if y'all agree with what we said. If y'all disagree, if you think we left stuff out, stuff of that nature at what suits him, we'll definitely engage and retweet, repost um, any feedback that we get from you guys. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, be on the lookout, too, for me around as Chappelle Show Pod, which is in production at the moment. All we got to do now is record, but everything else is laid out. So really looking forward to laughing hysterically over <laughs> one of our favorite shows for an hour of pop. Um, also, if you heard the... And in the middle of the show, we are still seeking out advertisements and partnerships. Major shout out again to Melody Fresh and AYV Premium Lifestyle Brand. And visit AYVLifestyle.com to copy your personal protection face mask today. AYVLifestyle.com. Uh, AYVLifestyle.com. Their masks are super affordable, super stylish. Um, you won't regret copying from the source. So uh, go get you a mask, guys. Uh, be back on Tuesday with our recap of night three of The Last Dance. Uh, plus plans for probably another two pies next week. I know I'm recording one on Saturday. And then uh, I already have one in the can, the Keenan and Cardo second parter of our conversation from last week's recap. So definitely got a lot of content on deck and trying to keep it pushing for, for not only for you guys, but for my own sanity and, and lack of boredom. I'm trying to <laughs> keep busy out here while, um, while we're sheltering in place. So thank you guys for the support. Looking forward to chatting with y'all next week. Stay safe out there. I'm Detroit Zone, blessed and it owns my love And everything I am is what Detroit once was I'm Detroit Zone, yeah I'm Detroit Zone